Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. TC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Three people dead, three more wounded in a shooting at a Rockford, Illinois bowling alley Saturday night. Mayor Tom McNamara says the community is in pain. We have three families who are mourning the loss of their loved ones, and we have three additional families who are praying that their loved ones uh, live throughout these really horrific injuries. A suspect now in custody. One of six men who was shot near Boston while filming a music video has died. Police say the victims were found Saturday scattered along a street. Spokesman says the five wounded men are expected to survive. Federal prosecutors say a former Maryland postal carrier has pleaded guilty to stealing mail after admitting to taking credit cards from the mail. This is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul, built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes, every Sunday morning at 7.30, here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in AM1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be a high 26 with some light snow. We're looking to pay a year's worth of tuition for any student of any age through Salem Career Hub, helping create affordable online pathways from education to job. You can enter once a day between now and January 5th at am1280thepatriot.com. on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and go launch sequence. Engineering, go flight. Master control, go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take the phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a follow and a like. If you're so inclined, and as always, we thank you for supporting us low these many years. Yeah, we're wrapping up. Uh, 2020. I guess this is the final Northern Alliance Radio Network broadcast for the year 2020. I, that's just a fact. So uh, another year in the books got started in uh, March of 2004. So that means this March we'll be celebrating 17 years of uh, broadcasting here in the Twin Cities. The first all grassroots uh, politi- conservative political talk show in the Twin Cities, often imitated, never duplicated. And I've officially... Uh, been a uh, member of the Northern Alliance Radio Network for more than half of the time the NARN has been on the air. Like I said, 16 and a half years now. I've had my own show for nine and a half years. So I've been on the NARN longer than, or more than half the time that the NARN has been in existence. So I can put that uh, feather in my cap. But like I said, were it not for you, our phenomenal listeners tuning in, 
week in and week out. Uh, this wouldn't be possible. Let's just be honest. Uh, again, we extend my gratitude on behalf of uh, King Banyan, our who broadcasts every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, and my friend and colleague, uh, Mitch Berg, who broadcasts right here on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, broadcasting Saturdays 1 to 3, and I close out weekends, hence my show called The Closer, Sundays 1 to 3, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Can't say that enough. Um, uh, So we hope to, uh, well... We hope to have some in-person gatherings here soon, folks. That's been kind of one of the big things we look forward to uh, as being part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network and AM 1280 The Patriot. So hopefully 2021 allows for more in-person gatherings because there's a lot that we could have planned. That's that's all I'm going to say for now. But I do want to get to uh, some more news of this uh, past week. Obviously, Christmas Day was um, typically it's a slow news day because, well, people are gathering with their friends and and family and not a ton of news really going on. But the bombing that took place in Nashville, Tennessee, where a recreational vehicle detonated and exploded in downtown Nashville, that pretty much consumed the news the entire day. So if the bomber who pulled this off, or multiple could be perpetrators who pulled this off, wanted to get the most publicity possible. Doing so on Christmas Day ensured that. Uh, This is from, this is a piece yesterday from, uh, let's see, what's, uh, this is from, uh, I guess, WSMV, which is the NBC affiliate down in Nashville, There is a person of interest uh, in this explosion, by the way. The home of 63-year-old man is being searched by federal agents in connection with an explosion in downtown Nashville early Christmas morning, law enforcement officials told NBC News. Multiple senior federal law enforcement officials told NBC News agents with the FBI and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives are searching the home of Anthony Quinn Warner. Excuse me. The investigation is taking place at a home in the 100 block of Bakertown Road in Antioch. A Google Street View image of the location showed a RV parked in the driveway. Uh, law enforcement sources also told CBS News the suspect in the Nashville explosion on Christmas Day may have been killed in the blast. DNA tests are being conducted on the human remains found at the scene. Uh, Warner, who, again, age 63, signed the property away via quitclaim deed to Michelle Swing, a 29-year-old woman living in Los Angeles, for $0, according to county records. I didn't even buy the house. He just deeded to me over. He deeded it over to me without my knowledge. So this, all very weird to me, that's about all I can say. Uh, Swing declined to say whether she had ever met Warner or whether she had family links to him, adding, I've been told to direct everything else to the FBI. Uh, there is actually a video out on YouTube where the RV was going through the streets of downtown Nashville, and it was a sounded like a pre-recorded message basically saying, if you hear this, please evacuate. If you hear this, please evacuate, just playing the message over and over and over again. Uh, so it was very clear this person was trying to send a message without causing mass mass casualties, which I guess that's one thing we could be grateful for is I think three people ended up being injured, but there were no casualties other than obviously the driver of the RV they've ascertained uh, because initially they were, they didn't know for sure if the RV was parked and then detonated kind of like Oklahoma city when they had a big, I think it was a U-Haul truck where they detonated in front of in uh, uh, Oklahoma City back in 1995, but apparently the driver was in the vehicle. Well, I was I had found Alex Little. He's an attorney in the Nashville area. He put together a very intriguing tweet thread on Christmas Day in the aftermath of the explosion, kind of giving his theories as who would do this and what the motivation might be. Again, these were all theories because we didn't really know anything the day. The explosion happened, which, again, was Christmas Day. Well, then 
on October or excuse me, December twenty sixth, which of course was yesterday. Uh, this is a tweet thread again from Alex Little, Nashville attorney. Uh, it's now been about thirty six hours since the Nashville Christmas bombing, and there have been a number of developments. Let's walk through what we know. Since Saturday morning, we've learned investigators have identified a person of interest. Federal agents are executing a search warrant at what is likely that person's home, and investigators believe this was a suicide attack. Still no motive, but plenty of questions. The person of interest is described as 63-year-old white man named Anthony Quinn Warner, who is a Nashville resident. Neighbors of the man are telling CNN that they've seen the RV at his home. Google also shows what may have what may be the same RV parked there. Federal agents appear right now to be executing a search warrant at Warner's residence, or at least the location where Warner had been keeping his RV. The address is linked to him in public records. But and then, as I had indicated. Uh, in the news story I wrote, he quit claimed the residence to a woman who's living in Los Angeles for $0. So I don't know if he thought doing that would cover his tracks. Who's to say? Excuse me while I drink, get a drink of water here. Uh, and most importantly, investigators have told reporters that they believe this was likely a suicide attack. That is, the bomber died in the explosion. But, at least so far, investigators aren't speculating about a motive. That's a key piece to the puzzle they haven't yet found. So, what does this mean for the investigation, for learning who did it, and for figuring out why? Most obviously, investigators probably think they have their guy. It's Warner, and he died in the blast. There were some clues in the beginning that this was a suicide, particularly the lack of an all point uh, of an APB or photo of a suspect walking away from the scene before the bombing. From the beginning, investigators seemed unconcerned about additional attacks, and they never took steps consistent with a manhunt for an attacker at large. They also mentioned human remains, but didn't seem to be looking for an unknown victim's identity. Also, given the suicide bomber reporting, we can now feel pretty confident that the area surveillance videos show no one getting out of the RV once it's parked on 2nd Avenue and before the explosion. The attacker apparently drove there planning to die. Given some of fevered speculation in the comments, let me say, no, there's no reason to believe the RV was driven by some sophisticated remote control device or that some sophisticated actor put a dead body in there and drove the RV remotely to dispel suspicions. These theories are fine as theories, but there's no reason to believe in them as in place of the far simpler theory that the attacker drove himself and planned to die. Suicide bombing, unfortunately, is not a new innovation. Nor is there any reason to believe that the attacker accidentally died in the blast or that the bombing didn't go according to plan. All of the evidence at the scene indicates that the recording counted down slowly, giving the RV driver plenty of time to leave. He didn't. So, who drove the RV to 2nd Avenue and set the explosion, killing himself in the process? Again, taking the simplest explanation first, you'd guess it was the man who owned the RV. If you don't care about getting caught and you don't if you're and you don't if you're dead, you use your own RV. That guy according to reports was Warner. Again, this may be obvious but it's worth saying. Police and federal agents are searching his residence but they are not searching for him. Why not? Because he's dead. If they prove he's dead, then they have their man. The best evidence that Warner was the attacker is likely to come from the human remains that investigators have mentioned they were were recovered from the scene. If they can tie those remains to Warner, they'll feel confident that he was the attacker. This is more difficult than you'd guess. In most cases, you can't just take DNA from tissue, punch it into a computer, and ask whose DNA it is. You have to match the unknown sample to the known sample. One way to do this? Find some DNA at his home. Confirming that Warner died at the scene of the blast almost certainly is prior, priority one for investigators right now. Priority two, determining if he acted alone or in concert with others. And that takes us back to motive. As I said in a different thread, it's a lot easier to determine a motive when you have a suspect. And we have a suspect. And now investigators should know a great deal about him. Unfortunately, his public profile is limited. So far, reports indicate that Warner was 63 years old, unmarried, white, childless, childless, not childish, childless, and lived in the Nashville area, Antioch to be specific, 
for many years. He apparently had an old arrest 20-plus years ago and, most interestingly, was self-employed in IT, owning his own custom electronics store. There is no indication that he had any social media accounts or other Internet presence. He hasn't published any known manifesto. And according to his next-door neighbor of more than 20 years, who never learned his last name in that time, he mostly kept to himself. This limited profile looks strikingly similar to one Ted Kaczynski, also known as the Unabomber. And so I have to revisit one of my thoughts from yesterday's thread that I think may have been mistaken. Way back then, 24 hours earlier, I thought it was unlikely that this attack was done by a 5G conspiracy theorist or similar nut. Now, that looks much more likely. Now, it's too early to know the actual conspiracy theory Warner may have believed or personal vendetta he may have been on. And as I said yesterday, you'd expect to find some sort of manifesto or public proclamation confirming their views. I'd wager it's out there. I'd also guess when we do, Warner's concerns will be related to surveillance or 5G networks or something similar that caused him to target the AT&T transmission building. And it won't make sense to rational people. This type of motive also suggests he acted alone. This type of motive also might explain why the attacker broadcast the warning tape before the bomb exploded. His sole target may have been the AT&T location. He apparently was willing to kill himself to bomb it, but he didn't want others to die. Which made me think about an article I'd run across on the lone wolf theory. The authors put lone wolf terrorists in two categories. One is your classic disconnected social loner who shows signs of mental illness. You wouldn't expect that group to try to avoid deaths. Quite the opposite. The other group of lone wolves, they describe as caring, compelled individuals who strongly feel the suffering of others and feel a personal responsibility to reduce or avenge this suffering. Does Warner fall in the latter group? Did he feel some massively misguided responsibility to attack a 5G network or try to stop NSA surveillance and was willing to die in the process? That'd be nutty. But we're in nutty land with this set of facts. One last thing before I take a break. There's a credible report that a former Warner Paramount told police months ago that she believed he was building a bomb. If this is true and the source is solid... It'd be a massive failure of policing, and heads should roll. Uh, Latest development, apparently the FBI is taking very seriously the possibility that Warner was motivated to attack the AT&T facility over paranoid fears about 5G networks. More evidence from Warner's residence that he was quite a bit paranoid, lots of security cameras, and no trespassing signs in a neighborhood where either are rare. To be continued. 651-289-4488 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say the movie from poor to ceo the incredible journey of herman kane available at salemnow.com use promo code family for 20 percent off salemnow.com promo code family tell me why relief factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain i'm often asked that question pete and seth talbot the father and son founders of relief factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal that's right designed to heal 
And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com targeted censorship against conservatives is now common on social media not to mention all that so-called fact checking that's why millions have joined the free speech-centered platform Parler, an online beacon for those who value liberty and want to speak their mind without being silenced. When you log in, be sure to search for AM 1280 The Patriot. We'll provide trending stories, local news, and intelligent perspective. We'll see you on Parler. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, waiting our, on our guest to come downstairs, our uh, friend of the broadcast, Greg Scott, uh, D. Greg Scott, uh, technology wonk. Uh, he he kind of chuckles at that title, but uh, whenever there's uh, some uh, high-profile cyber attacks or technology stories that go on in the uh, in the country. I would like to have Greg uh, come on and discuss them a little bit. And uh, he wanted to come on uh, last week, and unfortunately uh, we weren't able to make it work, but to talk about the solar winds hack. So he's going to talk in great detail about that. And Greg has a way of uh, explaining things that uh, make it easy for the for the layperson to understand. And I would be <laughs> a layperson when it comes to technology. That is for certain. So, like I say, Greg is on his way downstairs to talk about this. But and I definitely want to get his perspective too on the Nashville bombing because uh, it it because it was specifically outside the AT and T transmission tower in uh, Nashville that adversely impact impacted a lot of people's uh, iPhone service, uh, internet service. Uh, 911 was was down for uh, for quite a while. So, uh, you know, it, uh, it definitely shows how vulnerable that we are uh, in that uh, particular critical aspect of our infrastructure. So that's another thing that um, we're going to want to talk about as well. Uh, with our guest, a uh, longtime uh, friend of the broadcast. And by the way, if you ever listen to our annual Holes for Heroes show out on Medicine Lake and you wonder how the techno- how we can make it work, uh, Greg Scott is the magic behind that. Greg, why don't you pull the uh, microphone down there and uh, uh, talk into it there. Greg Scott, welcome <laughs> to the broadcast, sir. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Running a little bit late today. That's okay. I, I know you live quite a ways away, so uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's about, all good. Yeah, about five minutes. I wish I could use that. <laughs> I'm as an kidding, excuse. Greg. I'm yeah. just having fun with you, My sir. My own fault. <laughs> it's all good, sir. Well, Greg, uh, I don't know if you've uh, been listening to the the program at all. Uh, I do want to get into the solar winds hack. That's one of the reasons. That's the big reason we brought you in today. Mm-hmm. But since then, uh, you obviously been following the big explosion in Nashville, Tennessee, that took place on Christmas Day, and it seems to have targeted the AT and T transmission tower. Downtown Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Um, Now, there are some theories out that this guy was paranoid about 5G. We could maybe, may or may not talk about that. But the one thing that is concerning, and I know we've talked about this on on the broadcast before, our communications infrastructure, how vulnerable it could be. 911 service, internet service, whatnot, was down for well more than 24 hours after the explosion took place, Greg. Sure. Sure. So, can you maybe kind of expound on that a little bit? Uh, Does this maybe reveal more of what you probably already know, how vulnerable we could be at some of our uh, infrastructure uh, maybe it internet service is a real estate game that and i discovered this a long time ago it, um 
um, I ran into a potential customer in the 90s in downtown Minneapolis. Okay. And this customer had rented some building space but where he had figured out that everybody's fiber met with everybody else's fiber underneath his building. Okay. So he'd rented the building space and was setting up a big colo site, co-location site, where he would put public service for people in that space. And then there's another – when uh, – um, uh, U- U.S. Bank Stadium, the, yeah. where the Vikings play. Yeah, you remember when when they when we tore when the plans were afoot to tear down the Metrodome and then build the new stadium across the street, mm-hmm. and that was all forward. Well, they couldn't build across the street because there's a because the biggest telco hotel in the whole area is in that is in that 501 building across the street. Okay, including a data center where there's all kinds of stuff co- hosted for all kinds of people. And everybody's fiber from everybody meets right there in that building. It would have cost gazillions of dollars to move all that stuff somewhere else. That's why the that's why the U.S. Bank site is right where the Metrodome site used to be. They couldn't put it across the street because they couldn't disrupt that telecom. It makes sense that somebody blew up the AT&T building and disrupted telecom like crazy because okay. it, it was – from what I saw on, the, on TV, it was a big high-rise building – Probably there was lots of fiber meeting with lots of other fiber right there, and some and a lot of people had to scramble like mad to connect the connections all back up again. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because I know that that was a uh, uh, you know an issue that was occurring. I mean, nine one one service. If you can't call nine one one in case of emergency, that's bad. Bad when news. That yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I guess uh, you know we only have a short segment. Then when uh, we'll I guess wrap up and uh, then we'll start with our uh, the solar winds hack, which we uh, want to get to know more about. Um, but to continue with the with the issue down in Nashville, uh, again, early indications are that this uh, gentleman allegedly was paranoid about five G and thought he was doing the world a favor <laughs> by blowing up the AT oh, transmission I tower. I shouldn't laugh. Sorry. But, no, that's I, I get it. But <clears throat> what I, we hear five G, five G networks, everything else. What is some of the uh, we hear some. I guess, for lack of a better word, resistance to it. What is some of the main issues that people would have for 5G that would cause them, not necessarily to blow up a building, but would cause, hysteria. nevertheless, a hysterical reaction? Yeah. Hysteria. The The theory is that five... I, I, you know, I have a, I have a satirical blog post about this where I, okay. where I, where I, where I offer people a device I call the Greg-5G-1. And I and I got this idea. I got this idea for a real ad. It's a. It, hang on, I'll get to the satire in a minute. Okay. Okay. Apparently, people are afraid that five G introduces some new some type of radiation that cause that may cause us mm. all to get sick. Okay. That that fear is it's just unfounded. It's 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 cell phone signals. It's it's cell phone signals. Five G is a marketing word. And it's and the the different telcos use different cell phone frequencies and different different equipment at the at the towers to give us higher bandwidth across the internet. That's all it is. That's it. That's all it is, folks. Okay, now to the satire. People are, <laughs> may as well cash in as long as people are afraid. Now, for anybody out there listening, don't actually go and do this. Don't call me and tell me you want to buy this. <laughs> this is satire. Okay. I, and I saw this device, and and the and the sellers were selling for three hundred and fifty bucks. You buy this device, and if you just set it on your shelf without power, it claims to protect you for a radius of a few feet. If you plug it into to a USB slot in your computer, now it's got power, and it'll take care of the whole room. <clears throat> and it it's and, and they're selling it for three hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, it's a USB memory stick. Ah, okay. And and the, and the software on it was a PDF file. Okay. So I, Greg, your hero, did a whole bunch of research, and I came up with a way to offer the same protection for only three hundred dollars. So send me three hundred bucks. I'll send you a Greg five G one along with an authenticate certificate of ownership for a bridge over some some desert in Nevada someplace. So we had, yeah, and again, Greg put the disclaimer on it. It's satire, folks. It's so, satire. Yeah. Don't really do that. That's right up there with the with the Bill Gates and nanobots mixed in with our COVID shots. It's all, it's all, and I've and I've got some satire about that in the blog post too. It, it's it would be funny, except there's real people out there that really believe it. Oh yeah, no no doubt about it. And again, uh, that blog can be found at uh, your website, correct? Dgregscott.com. Yeah, dgregscott.com. If you just search for um, search for. <laughs> 
search for Greg dash five G dash one and you'll see the you'll see my attempt at satire and, and apologies to Jonathan Swift for that. Well, you know, hey, like I say, I mean, you being in the being in this uh, particular industry certainly uh, can get a lot of mileage out of some <laughs> of the uh, the theories that are out there, yeah. to be sure. But uh, the problem is, someone like me may not be as uh, equipped to understand it as uh, <laughs> so <laughs> somewhere in the technology business. So I appreciate the well, explanation on that, Greg. <laughs> uh, once again, we are joined by a friend of the broadcast, uh, D. Greg Scott. Check out his website, D. Is in Daniel, D. Greg Scott. Dot com where you can find, again, links to his blog, his uh, books that he's written, Virus Bomb and Bullseye Breach. I have autographed copies of both, by the way. I know, the au- books. I know the author. I know the author. Man, he's, a, he's a good guy. Get the insight. We're going to talk solar winds. Yeah, solar, solar winds hack. Next segment, I'm right with you on the Follicly Challenge. <laughs> right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through My Three Quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing our discussion with a friend of the broadcast, D. Greg Scott. Check out his website, by the way, dgregscott.com. Uh, brought Greg in to talk about the uh, solar winds hack that was revealed uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Associated Press kind of uh, broke it down a little bit. Uh, the hack began as early as March when malicious code was snuck into updates to popular software 
that monitors computer networks of business and governments. The malware affecting a product made by U.S. company SolarWinds gave elite hackers remote access into an organization's networks so they could steal information. Now, when our friend Greg Scott says that this is bigger than the Office of Personnel Management hack that took place five years ago, which I think affected upwards of 20 million people, we need to stand at attention and listen. So uh, uh, how many people? It was 2 million. Was it 2 million? But oh, they were was... important people. A lot, of, and a lot of them applied for security clearances. It was 2 million, two million really people. important people. Nonetheless, when you say that this is bigger it's and bigger. you have uh, it's worse. everlasting reaches, uh, multiple tentacles, as uh, Greg Scott likes to say, uh, that's <laughs> serious stuff. Everywhere, yeah. yeah, that's serious stuff, Greg Scott. <laughs> okay. First up, supply chain attack. That that. Those words confuse people, and, I, and I've heard this before. What's a supply chain attack? So forget about the Internet and technology for a minute. Think back to the old spy movies where we used to watch, mm-hmm. and there's good guys that are all huddled in a room, and they're plotting how they're going to save the world from whatever it is they're trying to save the world from. Sure. So they're, they're, they're sitting around, and they're talking, and they're throwing ideas around. They don't know the room is bugged. So now cut to the scene where the bad guys are listening in to the good guys making all their plans to save the world. And now the bad guys know everything the good guys know, and then that, and that sets off the exciting plot where people kill each other and stuff. Okay. If you're a bad guy, bugging one room is great, but bugging every room in the whole world is even better. Sure. Because then you can listen in on all good guys everywhere all the time, and, you've got, and, and you, can, you can zap the good guys before they ever even get started. How would you do that? How would you bug every good guy room in the whole world? Well, you could send teams into every room and do it, but that's, that's labor-intensive, and it's not practical. There's just too many rooms to, to bug. So what you do is you take over the light bulb factory, mm-hmm. and then now you, now you own the light bulb factory, and you plant bugs in every light bulb that you send out. And now every time the good guys change their light bulb, you own the room. Aha. Uh-huh. That's the, that's a supply chain attack. Right. And no, there's no such thing as a perfect metaphor, by the way, if it were— <laughs> If it were perfect, it wouldn't be a metaphor anymore. So that that's a supply chain attack. In this case, back to the real world on the internet, Solar Winds, the company named Solar Winds, mm-hmm. that's the light bulb factory. Okay. Somebody got inside Solar Winds. Now pause for just a second on that. Somebody got inside Solar Winds. What does Solar Winds do? Solar Winds make software that that a lot of the most important organizations in the world use to manage to help manage their networks. I, Greg, I used some SolarWinds tool a long time ago to help me figure out how to calculate subnet mass. That's just kind of a rite of passage for everybody that passes a Cisco test. You, here's how to calculate subnet mass, and the SolarWinds tools are the tools that, that help you do it. It's a marketing thing for SolarWinds. They're free. So <clears throat> I have this com- we have this company that offers tools that, that are easy to use that everybody who's anybody uses to manage their networks. You would think that a software company that builds tools to manage networks would have some semblance of security and how to protect that stuff, would you not? Well, You would, yeah. You would, yeah. Well, somebody got inside SolarWinds network, SolarWinds internal network, and polluted one of their software updates. Mm. <clears throat> they added some code, and then it gets even better. They were able to digitally sign that code so that the digital signatures were good. To everybody in the outside world who trusted SolarWinds, that that update from March looked like a good update, and thousands of customers downloaded it and installed it in their networks. Every, they, changed, they, changed, they changed their light bulbs. That's why this attack is worse than the OPM one. The OPM one was one organization that affected a lot of people. Sure. This is thousands of organizations that affect the whole world. And so um, think of th- – um, Name off any important internet service provider. They're SolarWinds customers. Mm, okay. And since and everybody in the world connects to the internet, imagine imagine. Now we've we've seen the stories in the press about all the different government agencies that 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 were victims of this thing, and that's why the National Security Council had their emergency meetings, and that's why that's why politicians and bureaucrats and lawyers and diplomats huddled together and had their high level meetings. But at the at the grassroots. These um, there's a lot of people working really, really, really hard right now to figure out what the, to try to try to repair the barn door after a whole bunch of horses have left. Sure. Mixing my metaphors. Mm-hmm. Imagine imagine an ISP, an, an internet service provider, right. is, a, 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 is a victim. If I were an attacker, now I write I write novels about cybersecurity, so I've I've learned how to think like an attacker. If I were an attacker 
and an ISP was one of my victims, and I was inside that ISP's internal network, I would look for ways to pollute set-top boxes and Internet routers and, and anything else that that service provider can offer to its customers so that I could reach out to the, inter- to the customers of my victims, customers of my victims' customer, and go after them as well. And so think about, think about the ramifications of all that. Here, you're, a, you're a business and you're and 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 you're doing maybe you're doing covid research mm-hmm. and you've got a really a really cool exciting formula to to make vaccines work better let's say sure well you email that to a friend our buddies our buddies and our our buddies the attackers pick up on that and now they know everything that you know mm, okay <clears throat> just think about think about what could happen if somebody hostile is listening in to everything you do back and forth across the internet because they own the internet service provider network that you use. That's why this is worse. <clears throat> we we don't know all the implications of of this because the bad guys got into about the most trusted piece of software there is that all the all the big players use to manage their networks. That's what this is, makes this sobering. And nobody none of the none of the none of the press articles get it. They're all focusing on politicians and 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 global economics and stock prices and stuff like that, but they're not focusing on on the tentacles how, of this thing out there everywhere, and they should be. So there you go. So I I guess to, um, to put this uh, in this particular, it's this, this was a software upgrade, correct? Yes. With this product. Yep. Uh, Orion was it called? Yeah, the Orion yeah. product. Yeah, oh, it's a it's a yeah it's a collection it's a collection of SolarWinds tools. Yep. So, yep. typically, when you update your company's uh, infrastructure, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty far reaching. Yeah. This we, we, I mean because this tool could see pretty much everything within that network, yeah. and if you've got somebody that has hacked into it, then they've got access to literally everything in that yeah. company's network. Correct. And that's yeah, that's why I was up most of the night trying to figure out what how do I when 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 you asked me, okay, great, Greg, what do we do about it? When you asked me that question, I was up that's why I was up really, really late trying to come up with ideas. Well, so I guess how long does it I mean, so these sophisticated hackers that mm-hmm. you know don't say hackers, they're attackers. Attackers. Hackers these... hacking used to be an honorable undertaking. Yeah. It's been that that word's been been taken over and it shouldn't have been these are attackers. that's an excellent point yeah that's an excellent point so mm-hmm. these attackers mm-hmm. uh when they first conceive of an idea like this mm-hmm. say how do we get the most far-reaching volume of information we could possibly get when mm-hmm. they first conceive of that idea to when they actually pull it off any idea what that time frame years typically? i'm years? sure it's years okay go back to 2017 remember an attack called not pet ya? not pet ya, p-e-t-y-a yeah, nobody remembers it. No, not really. No. That attack that attack started in Ukraine when the Russians when the Russians polluted a software update for a Ukrainian accounting package. Okay. Everybody all the all these Ukrainian companies downloaded downloaded the latest update to that accounting package and now their computers were polluted and this this the not Petya software flew like wildfire through their networks and trashed thousands and thousands and thousands of computers. Mm. One of them a company named Maersk, M-A-E-R-S-K, the, only the biggest shipping company in the whole world, mm-hmm. like shipping on real ships around the world. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Maersk had a computer in Ukraine, and for some reason they wanted this, this accounting software on that computer. They downloaded it. That computer was inside the Maersk network. It trashed the whole company. It shut Maersk down. It shut, the, it, it shut a fifth of the global shipping traffic on the planet down. Bam, like that, wow. and it stayed down for for a couple of weeks. And what um what this what this software did was attack it, it attacked everything, including Windows domain controllers. A domain con- and when a domain controller is a Windows system that has everybody's username and passwords and all the all the all the information about who has permission to touch what, all the authentication, authorization, and access. That's all. That's what domain controllers do. And this software shut down all of them, mm. all of them across the company. So they couldn't even they couldn't even recover their servers from backups because they didn't have any domain controllers to grant anybody permission because they didn't have backups of their domain controllers because they were all replicated. Why did they need backups? So was their reasoning. 
And what saved them, what saved that company, was a power outage in Africa. I'm not kidding. There was a power outage in Africa. Sounds like some sort of a chaos theory. Uh, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. There's a power oh, outage in Africa. Butterfly effect type yep. of thing. Yeah. The single one and only surviving domain controller was offline because of that power outage. Mm, okay. And so, and so, um, they they put the domain controller online and tried to, and tried to copy the, what it needed. That was going to take weeks to copy all that much with the bandwidth they had in Africa. So somebody had to get on an airplane and fly from. Nor- Norway or fi- Nor- I think it was Norway to Nigeria, and then somebody from Ghana to Nigeria because the person in Ghana didn't have a British passport. They had to meet in Nigeria, and he had to carry this hard drive on an airplane with him to Nigeria, swap in Nigeria, fly it back to Europe, and then start your replicating from there. Wow. That's, 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 that's how Maersk had to recover. And so, yeah, that's that's one of your your random chaos theory events. That there, there's a <laughs> there's a super example of it, and that there's an, a, a a detailed article in Wired magazine about that. I'll have okay. a link to that in the blog post when I get it done, hopefully later tonight. Fantastic. And we are joined in studio by D. Greg Scott. Uh, he's our technology wonk, and whenever there's uh, some big technology cyber attack. News that takes place. Greg is always kind enough to come in and uh, share his insights and his perspective. And uh, we need to take a break. We'll come back with one final short segment uh, on the broadcast. Uh, We'll ask Greg how something like this uh, prevented the future and what do they do going forward. Again, D. Greg Scott. Check out his website, dgregscott.com. And we may have time for a phone call or two, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Our culture continues to struggle to find its footing. Heritage Christian Academy's footing remains secure. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of all we do. Come see how a Bible-based academic education can support the values and teaching of your Christian home. Plan to attend Prospective Family Information Night on January 12th at 7 p.m. Staff will be on hand to provide information, answer questions, and conduct tours in a safe, no-contact environment. Space is limited. RSVP by visiting heritageweb.org. That's heritageweb.org. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests for the holidays without the shame of pet stains and odors. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. Need a holiday gift for a pet owner? They will love Genesis 950. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you will receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Some of your favorite pastors and authors like Charles Stanley, John Piper, and Max Lucado are bringing you their most popular devotionals for free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend time in God's Word daily. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, workplace, and more. Crosswalk.com offers spiritual growth for every stage of life. Visit Crosswalk.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. 
Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Wrapping up the broadcast with our in-studio guest, D. Greg Scott, talking about the SolarWinds hack. Again, uh, this uh, SolarWinds uh, company who used a product called Orion, which basically uh, updates the company's uh, software. Is that correct? Well, or, uh, Orion is the thing that was updated. That was updated. Yeah, gotcha. Orion is a collection of packages, and the, and the update from March po- com- compromised it. Okay. And uh, I guess uh, this was, uh, they sent uh, an advisory. Apparently, there was 33,000 uh, Orion customers, but fewer than 18,000 had actually installed the compromised product. Something like that. It's, a, it's a big number. Still far-reaching. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I kind of <laughs> chuckle when I see fewer than 18,000. That's still a lot. <laughs> far, Very far-reaching. So, mm-hmm. obviously, Greg Scott, the obvious question, and you kind of broached it a little bit earlier, is... Where do we go from here? Yeah, so here's okay. So here's the thing. If you're a customer of anybody, if you if you if you have if you have IT at your shop, which everybody does, you have to trust the updates. There's no getting around it. You've got to trust the updates. Be, your your software has bugs, the updates come in to fix the bugs, but you can't trust the digital signatures anymore. Be, you can't trust the signatures because the Russians proved they got the Russians proved that they got inside SolarWinds and somehow they got inside SolarWinds signing server and they, and now, they signed they now, this bad stuff. Are they now taking responsibility for it? Because initially they Solar denied Winds, it. No, for... well, SolarWinds. No, I mean the Russians. Oh, the Russians. Oh no, they're they're never gonna they're never gonna take responsibility. Yeah, they aren't like they aren't like jihadist terrorists who like to take responsibility no, for their activities. No, so. these are these, I got these, these are smart. These are these are a lot smarter people. These, right, right. These guys. These guys. These guys on the other side, they're everybody as good as we are. Mm-hmm. They're just as smart and just as capable as we are. Okay. And, and there's a lot of capable people. The the on Jan on well, all right. Well, on December eighth, Mandiant, uh, um, uh, FireEye, uh, Kevin Mandia from FireEye put out his blog post. Somebody got in got into us and did these things. On December thirteenth, they found out they posted that it was that it was because of the solar winds breach. By December 18th, Microsoft and others had disassembled the code and figured out what the what the attack vector was. Okay, that's pretty. There's some pretty capable people people there. Yeah, right. Okay, so now what do we do about it? We could do. We could. We could. There is no technology that's going to make this all get. Better. Or how do they stop the bleeding? I guess. Well, yeah. stop the bleeding is one thing. <laughs> yeah, stopping the bleeding is one thing, and there's people scrambling to do that right now. You have to assess where you are. You have to assess what information's gone out the door, and then you have to take appropriate steps, assuming that bad guys have found out all the stuff that's gone out the door for the past nine months. Mm. So you have. For, so yeah, do your assessment and repair. But beyond when you beyond that, how do we fix it so this never happens again? And the, the, the long and the short of it is, individually, none of us can. None of us can fix this so this never happens again. And if you read through the SolarWinds blogs, you find that those guys, that those guys operate in a closed world. They even came up with a blog post where they, where they questioned open source software. And if we're going to beat this thing, if we're going to beat these, the bad guys, we have, we have to adopt open meaning we have to open up all of our business practices. We have to open up what we do. We have to tell the world what we do about security and why we do it, and we have to subject everything we do to a whole lot of scrutiny. And a whole lot of people will find a whole lot of holes and make a whole lot of fun at, at the ones with enough guts to be the first few to show what they have. And then we have to apply those lessons and go back and harden ourselves and then rinse and repeat. We have to keep doing that. And then if we if we... If we want to depend on somebody's software, we have to demand that that somebody proves that their software is good. Mm-hmm. How do they prove that? Well, by reputation. Sure. One, the, the, only, the only way is by reputation. You could, you could make the case that they could do it with checksums. Checksums, I take everything in the software, I add it all up, I calculate this number, mm-hmm. and so I send this number along with my update, and then the customer calculates the same number based on what they receive. If the numbers match, it's good. Wonderful. It's the same theory as digital signatures. If the bad guys can, can, can pollute a digital signature, they can also pollute a checksum. So you, there's, checksums are helpful, but they're not, they're not 100% helpful. You've got to do it by reputation, and that probably means 
Solar Winds has to pay a huge, huge, huge price for this screw up. And they probably should pay a huge, huge price because they, they hurt a lot of people who trusted them. They violated their trust big time. Solar Winds as a company may not survive all of this. Mm-hmm. There's there's just there's gonna be there's gonna be consequences to this thing that we haven't that nobody's talked about yet, but there's there's gonna be consequences. So if I'm if I'm a Comcast or a CenturyLink or a, Pick your pick your ISP, your internet service provider. Whoever wants to send me software is going to have to earn my trust, and the way they earn my trust is they operate in the open. Okay. They open up everything they do to my inspection, so I can send my team and I can inspect what they do and how they do it to earn my trust. Companies that operate in the open, well, that's what we should demand. We should demand demand that companies operate in the open and earn our trust. If we do that. Then we reduce the odds of attacks like this a whole lot, a whole lot less, and maybe it'll, maybe they'll never happen again. Kind of Hopefully sound, not. Yeah, I, as I say, it kind of sounds like a, you know, kind of the the proverbial chess match. I mean, you get these cyber attacks, it is, and companies figure out, okay, we need to install this particular security patch, security protocols. Then it'll never happen again. And then the attackers find yeah. more sophisticated ways oh, to infiltrate. Yeah. It takes a lot longer and a lot more resources, but they are motivated, Greg Scott. Oh yeah, it's an arms race. There's, there, it's, it's, and it's been, it's been an arms race forever. And th- this attack, this solar winds attack, this, this attack, mm. this is the one we've been talking about since, since I had hair on my head. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. Okay, <laughs> you have a sophisticated attacker. And and they they fashion an attack such that it stays low it stays low profile. This one stayed dormant for like two weeks, and then <coughs> and then it disguised its traffic as just regular normal traffic, so it will be difficult to find. And to this day, we don't know how FireEye figured out they'd been penetrated. We don't know we don't know that, and I would I would love to know that. And we don't know how the attackers got into the SolarWinds signing server. But none of the Solar Winds people are talking. So they 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 did a, a um, SEC statement and they did a blog post with a security advisory. That's it. That's all. That's all we've heard from Solar Winds. They've gone silent, and that's the exact wrong thing to do. They should have gotten out in front of this thing and yes. led the charge and taken all the darts and arrows. But they didn't, and and I I'm afraid that's going to kill them. We've been joined in studio by uh, D. Greg Scott. Very sobering assessment of the solar winds uh, at cyber attack, to be sure. Greg, appreciate your time as always, sir. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll definitely call on you again in the future. Uh, lots to talk about as always, so we appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And, folks, thank you. Uh, hope you have a blessed rest of 2020. Look forward to seeing you in 2021. Godspeed, my friends. Green virus bomb. Week. Hey, here's a common question. What are you going to do with your life? What's next? For high school students, graduates, and working adults ready to learn new skills to start a new career or enhance their career, there's Salem Career Hub. Online at SalemCareerHub.com. Prepare for the next step in your education. Get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, to online XR programs, teaching hands-on vocational courses for HVAC, welding, plumbing, facilities management, electricians, solar, and more, all at a special reduced Salem Career Hub price. Better your life through education. Our team of education professionals are available to help you Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Just call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or visit 247-SalemCareerHub.com. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand. And it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain, available at SalemNow.com. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20%. Arby's Computer Service. 
You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. AM 1280, The Patriot is done.